You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Louis DeJaney, Director of Consumer Products for UPS. Whether you're the manufacturer, vendor, or retailer, a number of decisions need to be made to ensure that your supply chain is moving efficiently to reach your end consumers. That begins with asking the right questions. Louis DeJaney, Director for Consumer Products, Apparel, and Retail for UPS, weighs in on the important and relevant details from pricing to differentiation to customization to address the needs of customers on a domestic as well as a global scale. Joining me today is Louis DeJaney, Director for Consumer Products, Apparel, and Retail for UPS. Louis, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Can you give me a little bit of background about you and how you wound up in logistics and at UPS? Sure. I've been with UPS uh, about 25 years now. So out of college, it was um, my opportunity to join a, uh, a great company and uh, start off as a package driver back in 1993. And since then, I've held many positions across the organization, sales, marketing, revenue management. Prior to taking on this most recent role, I was a director of marketing in our Southern California district. Um, which was about $3.5 billion uh, business unit for UPS and moved back to Atlanta in the corporate office last uh, year in May to take on this responsibility, uh, heading up marketing for consumer goods, apparel, and retail. Let's get into what we need to talk about today. We're talking about e-commerce. It's a touchy topic. It's a, a very dynamic market. Uh, it's transformed how products are purchased for both businesses and consumers, and it makes the supply chain that much more complex. What are the implications of that complexity for businesses, and how are they responding? Yeah, I think there's, there's a few things that uh, are impacting businesses today, and it's uh, really around speed, efficiency, and, and visibility. And what we talk about a lot is you know, seamless visibility of inventory across channels and trying to provide the consumer uh, that visibility and accessibility to your inventory and talk to the, the retailers and uh, businesses about investing in those capabilities. Uh, I think the other piece that is uh, real important to the consumer is how that translates to growing their business. So that customer experience, the end customer experience is critical and something that uh, the shippers and retailers need to be thinking about. So there's a lot of people involved in that whole thing. That infrastructure, the processes that go into that experience, does that apply to the suppliers and vendors as well as the customers? It applies to all, all pieces of the supply chain, manufacturers, suppliers, vendors, consumers, and how those businesses are becoming more interrelated is, is critical. In the past, you've had a, uh, a supply chain that started with the manufacturer and ended with the, the end consumer. Now, as you'll see, is there's manufacturers going directly to consumers, but also through the other channels. As this continues to evolve, um, it's critical to take a look at the technology behind the scenes and ensure that, that that technology aligns with your supply chain and provides the information to every facet of the supply chain, manufacturer, wholesalers, vendors, and end consumer. Speaking about those manufacturers, they're selling a lot more direct-to-consumer now in a number of industries because of e-commerce. What are some of the opportunities and challenges that those manufacturers have to address? Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of them. Uh, number one is understanding your relationship across each of those pieces of the supply chain. So if you're going to sell directly to an end consumer, what type of relationship do you have uh, with the wholesalers or the retailer? So you've got to make sure everyone has clear understanding of who's selling what and to who, 
Um, you also have to be concerned about what type of pricing you're putting in the market for the end consumer versus your wholesalers. There's also conversations around geographic territories where you will uh, take part in the sales process directly to end consumers. And the last thing you want to think about is, is there a different product or maybe different SKUs that you're selling through your wholesalers or directly to the end consumer. So as the supply chain is evolving, as manufacturers are going direct to consumer, there's a lot more conversations that have to be had in order to make sure everyone's happy with that relationship. Right. And all of those factors contribute to what we've called here supply chain impatience. We think it drives a greater focus on demand signals from the customers. How does that impatience continue to force the whole process to keep evolving? So I think it's about uh, customization and how are you customizing those solutions to your your end consumers or, or your wholesalers. So that experience as it evolves, you have to better understand what your consumers are looking for, whether that's a business-to-business -business transaction or a business-to-consumer transaction. Um, the, the needs are different and the needs are changing. In order to be successful, you've got to understand the needs of that end consumer. So when we talk about supply chain impatience, I think it's about understanding who you're, who is buying from you and ensuring you have the right solutions for that person. In the end, I think there's also, as I talked about before, um, the need for additional visibility about what's in inventory and what people can access. That becomes very important in order to ensure that customer gets their products in a time frame that they're looking for. And I guess the last piece is also about anticipating demand. You know, how well can you do that in today's world? So if you're looking at buyers' behaviors historically and you know they're purchasing in a frequency manner, then you can go ahead and figure out how you can get it to them in the, in the timeline they're looking for. And companies have to think about all of that stuff when they're dealing with the whole e-commerce process. That's opened a lot of opportunities for them. It's also presented a lot of challenges, particularly with pricing pressures. What are uh, some of the ways that companies can mitigate those pressures? A couple of things, again. I think number one is there's always going to be pricing pressures as there's new uh, competitors in the market, uh, whether they're historically the same competitors or new competitors entering. Uh, so I think you've got to really take a look at the opposite side of the price of your product, but also look at the cost. So how can you mitigate costs across your supply chain? If you're taking a look you know, at that, then that price becomes a little bit less important or you have more flexibility around price if you can really make your supply chain more efficient. And the next piece is around differentiation of your product or service. So you continue to look for ways to make yourself different from your competitors. If you're selling the same base shirt or the same pair of pants, what experience can you provide them that makes it different? Maybe there's something you look at in terms of the customer service. Maybe there's something in terms of the buying process that makes it easier. So I think differentiation is critical as you know, there's more products on the market and there is more pressure on price. So we've seen a lot of activity with some small global companies, online retailers and so on, looking to gain more access to the U.S. market. Is that a trend that you guys have identified? Yeah, certainly cross-border e-commerce is growing and will continue to grow for the next 10 or 15 years. As transportation networks are put in place to make moving goods easier and more efficient and less expensive, there will be more companies looking to do business across borders. That happens not only for U.S. companies trying to do business internationally, but as well for international companies trying to do business in the U.S. Now, for the companies looking to do business in the U.S., they have to take a look at um, you know, what the U.S. infrastructure looks like selling to uh, 
end consumers in the U.S. may be different from selling to consumers in the country they currently reside in. So we encourage companies to take a look at the U.S. market, understand uh, the needs of the U.S. consumer, and ensure that their products and their solutions align to those customer needs. E-commerce has substantially changed how business is done and continues to evolve with the speed of technology. With technology out there like drones and autonomous trucking, what kind of developments are down the line for e-commerce in light of some of those technologies? Yeah, you touched on a couple of them. I think drones is something that continues to be tested to understand where that fits in the marketplace. Uh, UPS, we've tested in a, a couple different uh, situations. Number one would be for human, humanitarian purposes to deliver vaccines in Rwanda, uh, was something we, we've tested. We've also done a test recently in Tampa to deliver a, uh, a product to an end consumer while a driver was delivering another package to make our uh, our deliveries more efficient. And then you also have a situation where, where there's hard to reach places that a drone delivery makes more sense. We've tested that as well. So uh, from a drone perspective, I think you'll see a lot more testing, looking at capabilities and looking where that fits into the delivery network. Uh, UPS will continue to do that and make the best decisions on usage of drones in the future. Some of the other things that I think you'll, you'll see is us looking continually at alternate fuel vehicles and how can that um, reduce our carbon footprint as there's more residential deliveries and more miles being driven by our vehicles, how can we be environmentally conscious? So that's something that, that we're focused on. We have also are testing electric bicycles in some areas, again, to eliminate that, that the carbon and, and the use of fuel. You've seen a lot of publicity around our technology. Uh, we call it Orion, and that's the technology that's been in place to reduce the amount of miles that our drivers drive on a daily basis, uh, making that delivery more efficient and more cost-effective uh, for shippers. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's being looked at today uh, that will affect the future of deliveries. So our listeners are comprised of business logistics professionals, retailers, e-tailers, enterprise owners, etc., all of whom are constantly looking for ways to leverage their strengths to quickly and efficiently respond to the market and make it work for them. What is your key takeaway for these businesses? Yeah, I think what you want to do is, is first get a very good understanding of your customers' needs. And I say that because there's a lot of solutions that are out there and a lot of solutions that are being talked about, but they may not all be relevant for your business and your consumer. So don't just jump into something because someone else is doing it, but understand the needs of your customer. I also encourage our customers to make sure they're testing solutions. It may be a free delivery. It may be you know, delivery for free if it's over $49 order, or it may be a 2 or $3 cost for delivery. So continue to test the solutions that are out there to ensure that you're meeting the needs of your end consumer. Another piece would be to continue to look at automation and how you can customize your solutions to your individual customers. And in the end, I think it's all about providing choices uh, because the end consumer are making a, the choice to purchase a product. The situation they're purchasing under may be different today than it is next week. So in today's world, I may need something delivered tomorrow, so that has to be a solution you offer. But next week, if I buy that same product, I may not need it for four or five days. So offering that end consumer uh, choices around your business uh, will help your customers be more satisfied, provide a great customer experience, and then help you grow your business.
Louis DeJaney, that was a lot of great information. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. All of these links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.